Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never, ever, ever played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Shreyas. And let's talk sports. Amateur Hour. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to episode 47. The New Year episode. Shreyas, man, it feels good to be back. I'm excited for 2022. 2022. I missed this. I missed everybody. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Um, It was. I hope you had a good holiday. Hope you had a good New Year. And we're here. We're live. We had a pretty good first year, I would say. I'd say so. I'd say so. I think so. And now we're looking forward to new content. Well, today's content is not going to disappoint in terms of content. Because the content that is on the docket for today on the content schedule is spicy content. <laughs> but before we do any of that, <laughs> Shrey, bring us to those freaking highs. The weekly highs. Yeah, Max. So my personal high is just us coming back, man. 2022. It's going to be crazy. I feel like, you know, we're just trying to find our ways and how we're going to evolve and I'm just I'm just liking where we're at with, you know, the people that that like to listen to us and then, you know, the engagement we're getting on social media and just kind of where where sports is headed and how there's always something to talk about. I feel like I'm never bored. So we're we're I I feel in a good place We're I think we're we're going to be, you know, doing things up in 2022. So that's where that's where I'm at in my personal personal high. I think so too. I think I think it's going to be a good year. I think it's going to be a big year for us. I think my goal is to get us to a point where we can start asking for sponsorships. I mm. think because if we look, it's not about the money. It's really not. Like we we did this. We didn't get we didn't make a single dollar. I pay, you know, out of pocket every month to keep this on, you know, online for our domain. It's it's just fun for us, but I think it would be nice if our net cost would be like zero or maybe even positive. It's just that extra like ability to do more things and any money that we would make would go back into the podcast, whether that's, you know, upgraded equipment, whether that's the ability to like have merch, whether that's the ability to really do anything that we would like to do as we grow our, you know, podcast and grow our community. Um, I think that we can, you know, I think we can have big things. And I think by the end of 2022, if we have one sponsorship or the ability to apply for sponsorships, I mean... I'm gonna I'm be happy. Yeah, why wouldn't we take that? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, so yeah, no, I agree, Shrey. It's things are looking good for sure. I think, I think, I think our first goal I want to be is to get to 100 IG followers. We're so close. Oh, we're so close. We're so close. So <laughs> we got, we got to get that this year. If we don't, if it takes us a year to get to, to get to 100, that's not going to be good. So no. hopefully, we, hopefully we get to that sooner. Than if we crank out enough content, like if I go back on my, you know, Photoshop-ish and we just start cranking, we'll get some bots. We'll get some bots. We gotta get some bots, dude. <laughs> or, Shrey, why don't we do this? Football just- fan 491432 <laughs> underscore. <laughs> Found you through hashtag, hashtag sports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> that's there that's why we put that we put that on there for a reason yeah we did yeah that's why hashtag, hashtag weekly hashtag weekly is my favorite one <laughs> you know Shreyas, don't hate the player hate the game you hashtag, gotta hashtag post, podcast host that's my oh favorite. my god yeah well that's hey. my personal favorite <laughs> yeah just to hashtag, relate hashtag <laughs> yeah i'm gonna pull i i'm gonna slip that in in one of our in one of our posts the next time we post. I'm going to slip that in. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, 2022, big year, people. But again, thank you, everybody, for being with us, for listening to our stuff the first year. We're on the way up. What about sports, though, Shrey? I, uh, we're talking off pod. I think you got a little uh, special announcement, special celebration for a very loved and hated player. Um, so Yes, he is arguably... The greatest player to ever play basketball, arguably. Arguably, well, I you, mean, it's, you can it, make the argument. 
Yeah, you can make the argument. Definitely. Is so it that's true? Why, is it true? That's why I keep it at arguably so that no one gets <laughs> mad. Right. So LeBron James, I just want to talk about his December. Because Lafla Jinping, you mean? Well, <laughs> I think we just got I think we just got the Enos Cantor vote. Um, thank you, Max. Uh, <laughs> freedom uh, scared. Oh yeah, yeah, Enos Freedom. I, I apologize. I apologize. Uh, yeah, Cantor is um, Cantor is dead. Enos Cantor Freedom. I don't know. Does he is he keeping Cantor? Is it Enos Cantor Freedom? I've heard that. Yeah, I think it's Enos Cantor Freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. But we're talking about LeBron James. <laughs> the fraudging ping. <laughs> we're talking about LeBron James. We just James. got pulled. Yo, I just got the cost race. We just got pulled in China. <laughs> <laughs> so, so his December, um, not having Anthony Davis, right, which is huge. And once he went down with that MCL sprain, I think it was a grade two MCL sprain, everyone was like, oh, well. I mean, the team is almost built like that 2018-19 team. That 2018-19 team where it's just him. And then, honestly, we thought the depth was better, but they're not great at all, right? And Westbrook has been super up and down, and his turnovers have been has been awful, to be honest. But his December... He averaged 30.7 points a game, 9.3 rebounds a game, 6.5 assists a game. Yeah. Almost a block and a half a game. Yeah. A, a block and a, um, a steal and a half a game. Yeah. And he played 37 minutes. Yeah. 40, 40% from three, 56% yeah. from the field. Yeah. Like, that's, that's an MVP caliber month. It I, well, straight like you said, right? Anthony Davis goes down. Lakers haters are all over the press. They're all over the media. They're like, "This is it. LeBron, the fraud can't do it." Da, 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 da. Who do they have? Russell Westbrook stinks. Trade, trade Russ. You know all yeah. that stuff. LeBron personally shows us what kind of a player he is, and he says, "You know what? I'm not here. Like, like we we tried to give it to other people. We tried to have him win. We tried to have our old, you know, geriatric bench." pull some wins out the butt so they're not doing it so it's me time and i think when that switch flipped you really see what lebron can do and in terms of just a pure impressive basketball performance yeah i mean that's you you can't ask for anything else the way that he gets to the rack the way that he shoots his confidence his ability his skill his iq his defensive mindset i mean sometimes it would be lebron and lebron only like he would get the rebound bring it up, score it, done. And he's always back on defense. At 37 years old, LeBron haters are in shambles because you can't help but be impressed by that. It's awesome. Yeah, he had a five-game stretch, too, where I was like, this is pretty insane what he's doing at this age. Not only that, he's not 100% healthy. I think he's been clear about that. The, the abdominal injury has been nagging him. He's on the... Um, I, I mean to be probable every game like we get it but also like he's not 100 percent healthy <laughs> you know what i mean like obviously he's going right. to play <laughs> like let's not put him on the report if he's just gonna keep playing <laughs> but he's on 100 percent, right and so to be 37 yeah. it just shows the 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 offseason work and impressive like it's just it's impressive you're right and to have a month like that when your your best guy your are you know you mean your wingman goes out yeah. Well, you're number two. And, and again, people are like, oh, at what point is it going to become AD's team? We've that's talked what I asked. This. Yeah, we talked right. about that. Yeah. And I feel like it, it like if he's playing like this, right, like AD doesn't AD probably has an extra year to not be considered the man. But at some point, if he wants if if the Lakers need like want to progress into the future and AD is going to continue to stay on this team, which I'm not so sure about at this point like you think are you are you gonna you're telling me that you're buying into the the ad getting traded rumors i i mean it's it's doubtful right i'm not i'm not saying he's going to get traded or like the way but like if this continues at this pace right where he's he's gonna continue to get injured people are like the lakers fans aren't gonna like him if he's not playing well 
right? I think it was evident that the national media is well, okay. talking you, about him in a bad yeah. light. Well, I mean, you, well, you look at AD and I think his biggest problem, and I've talked about this with a number of people, his biggest problem is as a big man, as somebody who is a physical specimen, the way that he shies away from contact and the way that once you put a body on him, he he really backs down and he becomes a much smaller player. Mm. Uh, that That's an issue. The other issue being shooting like just over 22% from three. That's another issue. I mean, this is a guy who has really developed and worked on his jump shot. Yeah. And it's impressive to have as such a large physical specimen. But the fact that he's not shooting well means that you have to take it inside. You have to compensate for your game in other ways, right? We'll right. give you time. They know what you can do. They will give you time to get your shot back. And it's okay. But you can't not play physical, both on defense and offense. And that, I think, is why people are really criticizing AD. Because he used to be. Because, you, Shreyas, you remember. When he was on New Orleans, this man was all over everybody. Oh, now, my God. I, yeah. Now I see him in the post. He He's fading away. Like, no, get big, body someone. I mean, this is what I'm learning, too. Like, when I play basketball, I'm trying to learn how to, like, use my body and initiate contact. And it's hard. But, dude, you're 6'10". Come on. Yeah, he should, have a, he should have a massive advantage. His ability to shoot. His ability to get to the rim. Put the ball on the floor with his guard right. handles. Yeah. You have LeBron, who's always looking for the open guy. Always. Right? Just get good positioning. He'll pass it to you. So, yeah, to shoot. He, before he got injured, he shot. He, he's shooting 18% from three on the season. That's unacceptable for a guy that... 18. Oh, he's shooting 18? Yeah, 18. Oh. He's, and he's shooting... I thought nine. it was 22. I thought it was like 22 and a half. Yeah, he's... he's oh. he doesn't, So, he, he doesn't shoot many threes a game. Like, he doesn't attempt doesn't a matter. lot. Doesn't matter. But, but you, right, you would expect... You would expect, right? Especially with just the way that the league is changing. Everybody talks about it. It's just where it's going. It's a three-point shooting league now. You have to be able to shoot no matter what size you are. Yeah. If you're telling me that you're getting outplayed by Jonas Valanciunas, who... One, two years ago, didn't take a single three or took like one per game. And now this dude's draining seven in like, you know, three quarters. You're telling me that you're getting outplayed by him when you've had a jump shot for much longer. Unacceptable. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's kind of what I felt about this Lakers team. Yeah, I I definitely am. Uh, I'm feeling the pressure of that third place ranking. But. They just haven't proved to me of of lately that they have the the pieces around LeBron. That oh well uh, uh, yes I hear you sorry you keep going I, I'll, I'll yeah they haven't proved to me lately that they have the pieces around LeBron that are able to elevate this team into a better status during the regular season. Obviously, playoff LeBron can do a multitude of things to to make I the imagine, opposing team feel bad but well, and he gets season, even scarier he gets even yeah. scarier in the playoffs and that's what people have to take into account he should be in the mvp conversation because for of sure. what he can do and what he's doing right now for sure it's Max, not who, the playoffs we're we're i mean we're almost halfway into the season and he is on it's four, pretty good four, four game win streak right now and yeah, it's he, because of lebron james lebron james lebron james and malik monk He's That's been in season four. Yeah, Malik Monk. I've uh uh I, I gotta eat my words on Malik Monk too, because I always thought that uh THT was a better overall player. It, uh, y well, you know, Shrey, um, you wouldn't have been unfounded to make that claim yeah, and, a few months ago. Uh, I don't and I well like from a defensive standpoint, like THT brings some guard like guard defense, right? But offensively Malik Monk is just far superior and I gotta I gotta give him his props because this run that he's been on since he's got inserted to the starting lineup yeah man I uh I didn't expect it and that's I guess that's the one guy I mean I don't know how long he'll keep it up that's the one thing like it, it could be a spurt yeah yeah for but, sure but if it's consistent like if they can count on him for some scoring that's so needed because Mello hasn't you know been the same since his early season uh, they don't have many other guards they can count on for offense, right? Like Kendrick Nunn is always injured. THT is, is not an offensive player. It seems like it's uh, 
they don't have a lot of offense coming off the bench. And if Malik Monk can be one of those guys that are an ancillary scorer that's scoring, you know, 14, 15 points on any given day, that's that could be right. that's useful. Well, I mean, you have you have Russ too, and you know, people 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 hating on Russ. People people people, you know, are hating on Russ. However, he's still averaging all you know, almost a triple double. He's like eight rebounds, eight assists. Right? Like you can't like I know that he sometimes takes bad shots. Uh, I just I, I think that the hate is a little like he, he's averaging yeah, nineteen, eight and eight. Like I mean, yeah, I mean obviously people take it over the top with Westbrook, but it is warranted when he's turning the ball over five times a game. You know what I mean? Like, and that's hit. That's the type of player he is. It's that's just the more, type of player he is. It's yeah. just more in the limelight versus, say, uh, an OKC or a Washington. When you're in LA and people see, hey, you're if you're turning it nine, if you're turning it over nine times, right? You're not putting yourself, your team, in the chance to win. You're turning it over six, seven times. It's just not. It's just not good enough sometimes because those are key turnovers. Right, so like you want to be a low turnover team. That's how you limit the amount of, <laughs> of of fast break possessions, easy points for the other team. So, yeah, he's not playing bad. Like if you look at the stats from like nineteen eight and eight, you know what I mean. Like it's not it's not bad. He's shooting. What is he shooting from the field? Forty five percent. Forty five percent. Right, thirty percent from three. Thirty percent from three is on par with him last year, which is thirty one. And again, we're not we're not a stats podcast, but you have to objectively sometimes look at this stuff. Right. Forty five percent is better than he was playing last year, and right. I thought that he was particularly impressive on the Wizards. I liked him playing with Brad Beal. Especially in the thought, second half, the second half this, he he made that team a playoff team, basically. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that you know. Russ is who Russ is, right? It, you have to understand that. He's going to take his shots. He's going to have the ball in his hands. But for you to be like, oh, duh, 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 he's a trash player, like, no. No, no, no. Do what do he that. can do. Do what he can do. He's still, again, at, at 30-something, 33, he's still one of the most athletic people in the league. And I like how he plays. So yeah. I will say he's shooting what looks like his worst free throw percentage. That I don't understand his progression. He was an eighty percent free throw shooter for a lot of his career. He's too then, big, Shreyas. He's too yoked. He's too yoked. <laughs> he's been at the gym, bro. He's been off the creatine. He's been off the SARMs. He's been off his whey protein. Okay, he's too yoked. All right. Sometimes when your muscles get a little bit too big, you know, trying to go up to the free throw line and you just kind of. It happens. <laughs> But he looks good, all right. <laughs> it's a it's it, it's an interesting fit. Like it, there's still some, like there's games where they're on it, right? Like him and LeBron, they both have twenty plus points, and the Lakers look really good. But then the games where Westbrook doesn't look so good, it's tough for LeBron to to have the performances he's having and still try to also win the game, especially when. You know, you're facing guys like John Morant and Desmond Bain on the other side who are just going completely off, right? Like, you're facing better shooting and the same scoring duos. Right. If Westbrook, with Davis out, isn't playing well in a certain game, it's tough for LeBron to, to like, for his, his stats to have that same effect on the game. Like, he could have a 40-point game and they could still lose if Westbrook, you know, is shooting... Well, because you look outside, well, straight, but that's the thing. And that's the issue with the Lakers is they've done it before and they continue to do it. It's like they have young role players who are on the come up, like letting Caruso go. Imagine if Caruso was still with the Lakers. Perfect fit. Perfect fit. Now is your second unit. You got, you know, Monk, uh, Caruso, you know, Dwight, THT, and whoever you want to put at the four, right? That's Mm. a solid unit now. That's a solid unit, and they can play basketball by themselves. Or, you, you know, if you want to throw Melo at the four, right? That's a good second unit. Now you don't have that. You, you, you're you relying – you're telling me you're relying on Wayne Ellington? <laughs> Kent Bazemore. Mello? Kent Bazemore? Kent Bazemore? Uh, you know, Kent Bazemore. Hey, Austin okay. Reeves hit that game winner, dude. You and that's I mean? it. And then he was out. And then he got yeah, COVID he's... protocol, and he's been out ever since. I'm just waiting for the return. 
But, you know, as a skinny white guy, I love to see skinny white guys represent. So <laughs> keep it up, Austin. <laughs> but, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, there, there's, there's, no, there's no critical depth to the Lakers. And yeah. that's why teams like, you know, the Grizzlies, who there's no – like, John Moran is becoming a superstar for sure. I think, he's, I think he could honestly have an MVP season. Not this year. He's in the running. People, I'll tell you what. He's, I think he's. I think he's top three, if not four. No. In, a, in MVP no. voting this year. Yeah. No. I think, right as of right now. Uh, who? All right, all right. Right here. Top three. I know that the the NBA took Curry out. That's capped to me. I think Curry for the records that he broke and the amount that his team is still winning. Even though, yeah, he'll have. Oh, come on, nice you can't give. Has, you can't. You can't make. Okay, yes, he's having an amazing season, but I'm not going to give him a, a spot just because he broke the three-point record. But that on top of how he's playing. All right, whatever. Okay, okay. <laughs> Curry's in my top three. Curry's in my top three. Jokic is putting up better numbers Jokic. in almost every category than he was last year, his MVP season. That is no, impressive. No, for sure, for sure. Jokic, Jokic, Jokic is, is top three. Yeah. KD, for the amount that he is scoring and the amount that he's doing on the floor, he's top three. Giannis, I'll probably put it four. Giannis, I think... Had a slower start to the season, and he had that like middling area where he's kind of hurt, which it still it still counts, right? And his team was, you know, without him, man, they can't do anything. But with him, he still affects winning. He's still a fantastic player. Uh, he's top four. You got to talk about LeBron. You got to consider DeMar DeRozan, and then I think after those two, so mm. John Morant for me is probably there. Mm. Okay. Okay. He's in, he's in he's in the conversation. He's in the conversation. Sure, I, I, top ten. I mean, he's right. Then he, if he's if Demar Derozan is in that five, if he's like if it's like that five that you guys you just talked about, then he's just right outside of it. Like he's not, yes. he's not any further. So okay, six, yeah, six, seven, okay, or whatever I said. That's fair. But the Grizzlies are playing so well, uh, and to be in the West, which is so competitive, I think John Morant's got to be in that conversation. Well, I mean, the Grizzlies as a team, dude. The Grizzlies, I mean, what what they're doing is is, I uh, yeah, and I guess that's what you have to consider when you're looking at MVP is how much they're impacting their winning. Sure. John Morant got healthy and said, "All right, this is our time." And he's taking a bunch of young guys and Kyle Anderson and making them into a really good team. It's pretty, no, it's incredible. Desmond Bain, right? He, Dylan he's Brooks, awesome. he's so Trip, good. Yeah, Triple Desmond. J. Triple yeah, yeah. Stephen Adams, dude. Uh, Tyus Jones is your backup point guard. Like these are all like young guys who, if you didn't know basketball, you probably wouldn't know their name. But they're making an impact in the league for sure. Pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty amazing. What that team is, has been through, right? It's basically a borderline playing team. Brandon Clark's still going off, you know? Yeah. Now they're fourth. Pretty fourth. Good. Yeah. Pretty good. Okay. Props to LeBron, though. That was, I think, the original. We kind of went off on a tangent, but yeah. the original point of this conversation, <laughs> <laughs> we did a detailed analysis of LeBron James and the Lakers as a whole. But all you Lakers fans, we're not saying that the Lakers are bad because you have LeBron. But outside of LeBron, Westbrook, and Malik Monk, right now you guys are pretty shabby. <laughs> the lows. Moving over to the negative side on the lows for this week. My personal low is that I had my first game in a basketball league. Uh, this is the first league that I've ever played in. This is like the first like organized basketball besides being like a practice player for my college. So I was excited, right? First time in the league, like you, you win money if you win the chip. Um, it's pretty cool. But I made a big uh-oh. I made a big no-no. And for my first game, I got the flyer. I got all the information. You know, I was signed up, ready to go. And I read it like three times. And I thought that it said that the game started at 8.45 p.m. That was incorrect. The game started at 8.25 p.m. So when I showed up at 8.30, thinking that I was there early, I was, in fact, late. Because the lady that I went to go, si like, you know, check in with, she's like, mm -hmm. hey, you know, your team's playing, right? And I'm like, yeah, 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 they're warming up. And then I go over there and they're almost in the second half. <laughs> I felt embarrassed to say the least. Um, I was able to get scrub time. And I just know that if I was there on time, we would have won the game. But I was able to get four points, two blocks, two boards, and an assist. Nice. So I know that if I played more, it would have been like a lot better. Um, just, yeah. Big uh-oh. But I mean, 
you know what I mean? You gotta, uh, you gotta take your, you know, your good with your bad. So I guess it's a, it's a learning moment. Now I guess you'll be more motivated to play better, uh, and then hopefully like wipe that kind of memory out of your teammates' minds. Yeah, that's the thing. And you know, they were they were they were still they were still like like honestly like good group of guys. They were still supportive. They were like, you know, they were like, "What the hell are you doing?" Mm. And I, I did. I was like, you know, that that's literally on me. I had I had a moment of you know dyslexia or just like being dumb where I read it and I straight like I, I can't tell you how convinced I was that it was at 845 everybody asked me what time's your game I was like 845 845 845 I don't know how I got that mixed up but I did hand up that's on me that's the first and the last time that that's gonna happen yeah I'm double I'm triple I'm quadruple checking <laughs> you're gonna you're, you're figuring you're you put the alarm on t- at, right after the game for the next game didn't you? for the next game yeah <laughs> and um there's some good hoopers out here in the desert. I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've been playing with some really, some really tough competition. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, and you know, definitely, you know, I've had a couple of days where like I'm just, I'm broken down. Like I'm upset. Like I, I made mistakes. You know, crap happens, and it is what it is. But mm-hmm. it's all part of the the development. And shout out to my own father. He said, and this is this is my favorite quote of the year. Is a, is a bad day playing basketball is a good day anywhere else. Nice. I like that. No. Yeah. So for sports, let's briefly, and we're not going to dissect too much, but let's just talk about our very own Boston Celtics. It's a new year, but it's the same frustration. Four games of 19-point leads going into the fourth quarter, all of them blown. You blew four 19-point leads in the fourth quarter. Red alert, people. That's bad. The Celtics, I don't understand like where they're going and who they are because you beat the Suns by a lot on Christmas. Then you lose the next three games. Then you beat the Knicks after losing to the Knicks and blowing a 19 point lead. <laughs> I don't know. It, was, it wasn't even a 19 point lead. It was like a 20 some 25 point lead or something like that. Yeah. Those, those blown leads have been 19 plus. It's not even just 19. Like there have been higher leads, like greater leads that they have blown as well. So. Pretty like you're in the fourth quarter, all you have to do is literally statistically, if you're up that much and you just think about the possession and you think about how games go, because they're not going to shoot 100%. Mm-hmm. If if you have somebody there, right? All you have to do is hold the ball. They can try to start making a comeback. Say you miss all of your shots. If you just run out the shot clock and they miss a few, you've won the game. Yeah, that means you're shooting early, often, and... Not turning the ball over yeah (laughs) i say do you have any thoughts about uh do you think it's i mean do you think it's coaching do you think it's players it's players it's players i mean i get aggravated when i hear ime yudoka say the same thing over and over again but what else is he supposed to do because the same thing happens over and over again so i can't (laughs) i mean you know what i mean i can't really turn this record off (laughs) he's talking about himself again (laughs) Even though he's I not, he is. He really is putting the blame on the players, which I sometimes think is okay. Who else do you blame? Well, he could. Okay, sometimes his rotations are bad. Sometimes because Payne Pritchard is hot. Why yeah, is I he coming out the that. game? Why is he coming out that. the game? Yeah, he doesn't play his young players enough. I feel like I see too much of Josh Richardson and Grant Williams and. I mean, hey, I just, uh, Grant Williams is shooting like forty percent from three. So yeah, but like, if I would too, if all I shot was the corner three, and I just had to stand there, like that's the only shot he shoots. So yeah, like, but honestly, though, Shrey, are you mad though? Because we always had the question: we're like, what role does Grant Williams fill? We're like, what? What? He, we're like, he's too small and too weak to be a true big, and he's yeah. too slow and clunky to be a guard. So what position does he fill? He's kind of like a semi-ogelet. He just looks big and sits in the corner. And as long as he's making them, I'm fine. I mean, sure. But, like, if he's playing 25 minutes a game, he should be more active than than that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like he's just not. But some coaches, like... maybe it is Ime, though, because maybe some coaches are like, just stay there. Stay there. That's your spot. Then that's an indictment on him. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to say. Like, you can't, you can't have it both ways. It's either... The coaching is telling him, hey, play this certain way or he can't play any other way at all. Like, that's just all he can do. So, right, right. I mean, 
I'm not gonna like like that's the player he is, right? Like I like but like where you're right, where is Peyton Pritchard? Where is Romeo Langford? Where is Aaron Neesmith in those situations? And I just wanna see more of them and I wanna see something different. Like, yeah, they may not may not be worth all the minutes, like fifteen or so or whatever. But just to see them and see what they can do, it's so much better than watching Josh Richardson play thirty minutes and score seven points. Like I don't wanna see that. So, <laughs> you know I mean, shoot 30% from the field. Like, I don't want to say that. But it's definitely a player's thing. Like, it's so up and down. You can tell this is a 500 team because they lose two, they win two, and then they lose two again. And it's just like a back and forth thing. I don't know why people get um, excited when they win because they're just setting themselves up for disappointment. For, for losing the next game. Yeah. So, I... uh I don't know what you gotta do. You gotta you gotta do something to this team, and it's got I, like I'm not at the point where I'm I want to trade either Jason or Jalen. I'm not at that point yet. But you gotta you don't listen. You trade JB. I think honestly, I think that might be a good move because well, I don't I don't think that's a midseason move, Max. I think that's more of an off season. Off season. Yeah, because look at look at how he's progressing. He's been injured most of the season. He's had... That's exactly why I'm trading him. That's why I'm trading him because well, you're trading him at his lowest value. No, you're yeah. trading him at a high value because he just got a triple double. You see that when he plays, he has the potential. He has the ability to score the points. But we know now that if we trade him sooner than later, we don't have to deal with the injuries because theoretically speaking, if we're looking into the future, Jalen Brown could get hurt before the end of the season, which looking at his past is honestly probably more than likely. Now, on the offseason, you're trying to deal an injured player who could be good. Right now, since he's healthy, this is when I time I think the time is to offload him. It's gonna be tough because I don't know how many people, how many players are out there. Like obviously, if like if Damian Lillard is out there, you have to consider that. Are you trading JB for Ben Simmons? No. Okay. Are you trading JB for Russ? No. Are you trading JB for Jeremy Grant? No, no, no. Who are you trading him for? At this point, it's it's got to be Lillard. Like I think that's the only person. You think I Lillard is a solution? No, but I think he could provide something that Jalen Brown doesn't in terms of that. He can. I don't run. know if he has it. If he has... <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, me up and down. He has Give a longer contract. He, he has a longer contract, right? He's like, as long as he plays, he's going to be worth that contract. <sighs> yeah, and, but Trey also, he's a small guard who's like not as competent on defense. How many times have we seen this movie? I mean, but don't you got to like switch it up just to see if the if the fit works? Like, I don't, think, fits, like yeah. I don't think you're going to get the perfect player, right? I don't think this is going to drop. Like, and I think waiting Playing for around that Jason per- Tatum, there is no perfect player. Well, I mean, no, to, to him, it's him. <laughs> it's him. Yeah, to Jason Tatum. Dude, I just don't know how you have the personality of white bread, but then think that you're like the man. <laughs> I will say, like he's, I will say he's his no subway fun. ads are so bad. His subway ads are bad. He's no fun in interviews. Why can't can we trade for Ant? Ant Edwards? Ant that man is Ant funny. Ant funny. Cole Anthony. His Cole own. Anthony's funny. Yeah. I just want like, someone I can laugh with. Yeah. Laugh with. Right. Can we <laughs> honestly like if we're thinking about personalities, I'll take Bam. I'll take Bam out of bio. I think Jalen, I think Jalen is sneaky funny. I think like, Jalen is sneaky funny. He's got that like cold, dry sense yeah, of humor. He does, he does, he does. He, I think but he like funny. has it. Like you can talk to Jalen Brown. Like JT, bro, I don't know if I don't know if I could talk. He's, I don't know if I could hang out with him. <laughs> You're like, Jason, what do you like? What do you like? Dude? He's like, my son. <laughs> Subway. Subway. We got Ruff- Ruffles. Isn't he a Ruffles chip guy? Too? Oh, is he? Is he with AD? <laughs> yeah, I think he's with AD. AD. <laughs> well, you know, so like these personality guys. Dude, I'll take Danny Green if we're looking. If we're doing a personality draft. <laughs> Danny Green's funny too. Oh, Danny we should do that. We should do a gauntlet. Tybal's funny. Tybal's funny. Tybal's funny. Well, dude, he's a YouTuber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I we like. I like. Straight. We should do a gauntlet based off of personalities. NBA personalities. Oh yeah. I'll take that. We have to do our announcer gauntlet too. Oh, we got to do that too. Yeah, that's gonna be on the docket for sure. Coming up, uh, I think Doris Burke might get my golden egg. She knows what's up. <laughs> no, she does. I think she has good commentary. She like no, really loves and understands basketball. 
No, she's great. She's great. Are we? Oh, we're talking about announcers, or we're talking about like, um, like, like the second. The, I don't know what is the second person called. Like they're not the play like by play. Play by play. Oh, the color, the color announcers. The color, not yeah, yeah. Are we talking about those? Or are we talking about play by plays? Like oh. Kevin Arlins and Mike Breens and. Oh, we could do both actually. <laughs> yeah, we got it. Well, is Doris is Doris the color or the play by play? No, no, no. Usually, it's usually it's like uh, like a Dave Pash with her or like a. Uh, Ryan Rucco or something like that on ESPN. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's usually like Ryan Rucco and Doris Burke, like, or Van Gundy and Burke. Or, oh, Van Gundy. Yeah. Jeff or Stan? Uh, oh, Jeff all the way. You kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? Jeff Van Gundy is much more entertaining than Stan. Yeah, Stan, Stan. And which one was a better coach, Jeff or Stan? Jeff Van Gundy. Yeah, I know. Stan I know, really got the short end. I know. I know. I know. Stan took him to uh, a finals, but um, but Jeff Van Gundy in, in that era to be to to be even a a decent coach is tough. <laughs> 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 when it's just literally Jordan <laughs> ripping you. <laughs> then there's Gundy Van Gundy, the third Van Gundy. Gundy <laughs> Van Gundy. <laughs> Did you see that when they did Game of Zones? That was a. That's not my joke. Um, no, 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 no. I don't think I remember Isle what talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now I and over here is Gundy Van Gundy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, we're talking about the Celtics, but that's about it. Okay, let's talk about. <laughs> let's talk about our. You know what? We're having fun today, people. We're having fun. Um, <laughs> we. <laughs> let's talk about. <laughs> I'm good. Are we good? I'm good. All right. I'm good. Are you good? I'm good. I'm, I'm not good. good. I'm, I'm not good, good Max. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad. Do you want to talk about it? Oh, we no, just finished the lows. That was a, that was a fun low. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. All right. So speaking let's of not good. The... Oh, you're not good. No, no. Speaking of not good, what do we got? Next? Well, sp- oh, well, yeah, yeah. You're right, right. Speaking of not good, we have Mister. Antonio Brown, one of Shreyas's most hated players. Um, I, <laughs> this man. I don't know if I, not, well, I think I think it's ridiculous. I think he's ridiculous. And okay, yes, I I'm going to come to his defense. I'm just telling you right now. I'm going to come to his defense. No, I might come. To, I might come to his defense on a, on a couple things here too, based on what he said. But we just keep. Let's keep going. For those of you that don't know, this is old news by now. By the time that we're reviewing this, but Antonio Brown has been cut from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers following an outburst in a game in which he was benched, ripped his shirt and his jersey off, threw it to fans and walked off the field in the middle of the game. There are a million videos on the Internet. There are a million videos following that. And now there are a million different news stories with a very evolving narrative. Uh, It's kind of hard to pinpoint what's going on, who's in the right, who's in the wrong. But Antonio Brown is no longer a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, and a lot of people are speculating that that's for a variety of reasons. So, Shrey, let's break down kind of where A.B. is at. I mean, we know that he's not on the team. Right. We know that he clearly has some issues with Bruce Arians, the head coach, and whether it's a product of him, his personality, the situation, there's also an element, too, where Antonio Brown was, I think, two touchdowns or a couple yards away from a million-dollar bonus, but he got benched that game and was apparently very upset about it. So He had had a catch bonus, he had a receiving yard bonus, and he had a TD bonus with two games left. Um, And he got benched very close. Each was uh, like a third of a million each bonus, roughly. So had he made that right, you t- I'll take a 300k bonus for making a catch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like a couple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's a couple of different schools of thought here. There's a school of thought that's like Antonio Brown is absolutely insane. He acted like a child. You're a professional. You need to do your job. Goodbye. Then there's other people who I find myself more relating with. And you look at Antonio Brown and you look at his history and you look at just the way that he acts and some of the things that he says. And I say this with the utmost respect to people who have suffered from this and just the general condition, but it appears to me that Antonio Brown has some sort of CTE or like concussion-based trauma, and his mental doesn't seem to be all there. And we've talked multiple times on the podcast about taking care of your mental and things like that, but I think the man might need help. Yeah, I don't even I don't even want to speculate on any conditions, but 
I kind of want to talk about the people around him. Like, I don't even know, like, like, you know how he acts, right? Like, you know, his personality, you know, what he says, where he goes. And the people around him kind of are so they feel like enablers, right? Like they let him go on that, um, that podcast recently, the full send podcast with the Nelk boys. And, um, he just literally said whatever he wanted about himself, about Tom Brady, about his situation. Um, and it feels like after what transpired, he would want to stay out of the limelight, you know, let some of the evidence come to, to, effect and like you know like there's going to be a definite legal situation regarding the money that he would want to recoup and everything of that nature it seems like he would want to stay under the radar but he went directly on twitter um his well, agent went on twitter uh he went on the podcast he talked about brady and like the pe- like the people around him don't do anything about it so i think they're as fault like as as fault I don't know how to say that, but like as him, like, you know what I mean? Like there's, there should be enough, there should be blame to go around in that whole scenario. Um, and I don't think it's just like, a like, oh, he's like, has an issue, like get him help, but whatever help he has already isn't working. So okay. that, I think that's where, that's where I'm coming from. Like, I, I don't even want to, regardless of what, you know, diagnoses he may get from okay. doctors and like you yeah. know, people and like fans and stuff like that it's clear to see no one around him really cares about him well and that's i think that's that's incredibly sad nobody wants to be alone like that but we've seen that this is not the first time that antonio brown has failed to just keep things quiet and keep things under wraps you flash back to the new england situation i mean he was brought in mm. as you know a prime candidate to you know assist with the team to be that offensive weapon he was on the team and then because of the allegations against him and the text messages that he sent which got him in arguably more trouble yeah. he was let go because again the pats are like we can't deal with this bad press we have a reputation to uphold this is just not looking like a good scenario and then he's gone just like that he he just has this like duality where he like yeah. tries to be humble and he tries to be like, oh, well, I'm just, you know, I'm a regular dude. I'm just out here to play football, you know. And then uh, and then he goes around. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm a big baller. Like, I'm Antonio Brown. Like, I have police escorts. I'm that guy. It's kind of weird to see how that flip-flops. And you're trying to figure out which narrative is, like, really, like, what he truly believes. Or maybe, maybe he believes both. I don't know. Yeah, I think what it comes down to um... – it's just his insecurities. Like, I think, I don't think there's anyone honestly that he can trust. And I think he has this view on the world that yes, he like, I think his way of kind of figuring out is like saying stuff about himself. And he has those people that kind of yes, men him, obviously, otherwise he wouldn't continue to say stuff about himself to the, to the press and to the public um, right. about how great he is and everything of that nature. But, I think in his mind, somewhere in his mind, he can't trust the people that are around him. And so he feels like, like, uh, yeah, like we talked about, like he feels alone almost. And that's why he continues to kind of try to vouch for himself in this way. Otherwise, like no one else is going to tell him the truth. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like no one's going to tell him to get his act together. So he's got to like continue to hype himself up and say stuff and do stuff and make himself a, a press figure because no one's yeah. just gonna no one's gonna call him out for it so i think i think that's super sad because when we we talked about uh i just talked about the the podcast he did right and in it he when he was talking about tom brady he specifically talks about how you know tom brady can't do like tom brady can't do it by himself like you know like if he needs a team and then also, like, why would he befriend Antonio Brown, meaning Tom Brady? Why would Tom Brady befriend Antonio Brown? Because he's a football player. He said that. So, right. like, and like, and it's honestly, like, I looked at that and I was like, that's that's kind of true. Like, as much like crap that Antonio Brown talks about himself and does to other people, right? Like, you know, when he went after the Raiders GM and, you know, all the 
sexual yeah. misconduct allegations he's been through and everything like that. When he said, when he said, why would Tom Brady want him? Right. And it's because he's a football player. Like, yeah, obviously it's not like, like when people were like, Oh, Tom Brady, like he took him in and he, he, he like made him one of his own and he brought him in and he's such a good friend. I don't know why he would talk about him like that. Like, I'm kind of like, you know, y'all don't think that Tom Brady benefited from Antonio Brown too. Like Antonio <laughs> Brown, like, <laughs> like, is it just a one way street that like Antonio Brown get? No, it's like, no, if Antonio Brown plays well, Tom Brady plays better. And that like, that's what helped them in that second half in that stretch to, uh, to win a championship. Right, like after he came off the suspension, so it's like, yeah, yeah Tom Brady got uh, a benefit from it. So, like, I agreed with Antonio Brown. There, it's like, it, it's not, it's not like some sort of selfless act that Tom Brady put himself through. And also, like, he's a grown man. He's yeah, a grown sure. man. This wasn't like a charity thing where he's like, oh, AB, I, I picked you up off the streets. I need you to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, AB is a grown man. There is potential for him to enter the NFL for sure. And he could have gone to a multitude of teams. But Tom Brady, again, looking at him as a football player, Tom Brady is the epitome of do your job. Mm-hmm. A mindset that was developed and fostered in New England, but I have no doubt has stuck with him. It's like, this is my job. This is a piece that I need. I am acquiring this piece. Yeah. Not to say that there was no chemistry, but well, so sure. Okay. Back to the issue of just that sort of explosion. I want to ask you who. Who do you feel is at fault here? Obviously, there's some blame to be put on AB, but as somebody who experiences emotions myself, with frustration and sometimes a little bit of uh, lack of self-reflection, an outburst like that may be one of those things where you're like, I want to make people notice me mm-hmm. because of what I've been dealing with and what I've been going through. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw some texts between Bruce Arians and AB where he was like, oh, you know, just come back. And AB is like, yeah, you know, once I get you know, healthy. Once I get this ankle injury, I'll sort it out with, you know, Bruce Aaron's like, just come in tomorrow. We'll talk about it. Da, 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 da. Yeah. There's the report of like Bruce Aaron's being like, you're done. You're not a buck. I mean, if that's what happened on the sideline, can you blame the guy for storming out? I mean, it's kind of, it's, it, it's, it's interesting. Cause I guess the way he stormed out was, I mean, like he, he talked about it in the podcast as well. He was like, when he took off his Jersey and all the, like the New York Jets fans were like screaming and everything. Like he was like, Oh, it made me feel like a star. And that's why he like went out like with the peace sign and like hyping the crowd up. Like that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I don't know why he would do that. Like he could have just left, but also, um, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of ways to go about it. Like he could have benched himself. He could have, you know, not spoken to anybody. Uh, if he really felt the way he did, he kind of did make it about himself regardless of uh, whether or not he felt like he was wronged in that moment. Um, This could have been (laughs) handled legally. Like it didn't have to be handled uh, emotionally, emotionally in a sense. Yeah. But that's the way that's what he wanted to do. That's the right. Exactly. That's who Antonio Brown is. That's the way he does things. A spectacle. Yeah. Yeah. So these people wronged me. Let me show you. And, Excuse me. As again, somebody who, you know, I'm more emotional and sensitive. Da, 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 da. You always have those like dreams of being like, oh, somebody wrongs you. You want to make this big display and rally the people to your cause. Well, that's the one thing about Antonio Brown is like, I don't think anyone's taught him to ever think about the bigger picture. Like if you like that's he's, yeah, he's making his case worse by like providing evidence of these antics in public where, you know, this could be used against him in like some sort of like legal battle to get his money right so you're yeah and you know you know lawyers man they're gonna take everything and they're they're gonna gonna claim yeah anything and everything right so i think and then this is one thing where um i want to go back to his relationship with brady and if he says that yeah why would antonio brown uh why would tom brady befriend antonio brown right because he's a football player right so yes tom brady gets something if antonio brown does well but the one thing Antonio Brown didn't do well uh, throughout his uh, time, like I guess at the end of his time in uh, in Pittsburgh and then his time in Oakland in the offseason and then now in Tam- and then in New England and then in Tampa Bay and how right. those things ended was he he didn't take advantage of his situation. 
right? Like if Daryl, if he thinks everyone else was taking advantage of him, he's his ability to not take, I guess, use the situation he's in and take advantage of that to, you know, increase his status. And he talked about how, you know, why is Rob Gronkowski getting this contract? But uh, Tom Brady has gotten got getting me an earnest salary, right? Like a prove it deal. Well, I mean, if it's a if you think, oh, I'm worth more than a prove it deal, then <laughs> prove it. <laughs> Get right. play better and play within your means and not have to, you know, go through all this stuff and take advantage of the situation. If they think if you think they're taking advantage of you, take advantage of them by playing your ass off, not going through any of trouble, and then you're going to reap the benefits of that. That's all like anyone that's been through like any allegations or any situation like they like usually the NFL team, regardless of how moral uh, the moral standing, right? Like, you know, the fans might think, Oh, why is he, why are they bringing this person back and that person back? Usually the NFL team just worries about the talent and then kind of if, gives them the contract. The social stuff that. is on the side, right? Yeah. Right. Well, like, it, that's why Kareem Hunt is still in the league. Right. So it's like it, it, it happens and, you know, and then the fans have to deal with that kind of moral mess in their heads. Right. So, <laughs> but, but what, what I'm do saying, I do? I've been <laughs> up all night. Why but, is Adrian Peterson still playing football? I have been playing for a long time. Is he retired I, now? Uh, no. He uh he got put on he was in Seattle and he got put on IR rip. so rip rip Seattle season man yeah <laughs> so he, he was there but he got put on IR very quickly like after a game or two um but going back to Antonio Brown he didn't he didn't definitely take advantage of the situations he was in try to better his career and think about his career first if he's really a football player he wouldn't he wouldn't put himself through all this stuff and the people around him obviously need to have his focus on that too and they didn't do his their job either so i think his whole camp is a mess i think that that whole situation is a mess uh i'm interested to see how it plays out now in the off season right what what comes out from both camps right like we we had antonio brown you know, give statements and send pictures and things like that, put them on social media. But then you have Bruce Arians uh, in press conferences and, you know, it's only been verbal, but, you know, they probably have some stuff on them too that hasn't come out. So uh, I'm going to reserve kind of my opinion of who's at fault until everything comes out. But obviously the outburst doesn't help him. Like if it, like it doesn't, it, it doesn't show him in a good light. Like if he thinks that yes, that's the way he needed to make a point, fine. But it, from a perspective of okay, how will this look when everything comes out? I don't think this is gonna look good. I don't think that's gonna look good for him, considering what he said he's been through with his ankle and stuff. Like that's not not a great situation. So I think that's all. Put it at that. Okay. Well, well, well said, Trey. You know, I'm not. Yeah, we. I, I'll leave it at that with you. You know, a lot of people are gonna have a lot of opinions. And yeah, I think that was a good way to summarize it. Um, There, I think I just, on one of your earlier points, I think there was nobody who taught him to be like, look at the big picture, right? Look at the consequences of your actions and think about how other people would feel and think about how this is going to impact your image. You know, a lot of these celebrities, they have coaches, which Mm. literally teach you how to like handle a lot of different scenarios and how you can best protect that quote unquote image that you're cultivating as a brand, as a you know superstar, and how you can best you know address difficult questions, difficult scenarios, and stuff like that. So I just think that he's yeah he's missing that. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well you have one more thing that you want to talk about with our good friend uh, Sunbaked Rodgers, uh, <laughs> <laughs> dude. He looks. You know I got to say, Aaron. I thought I'd like the long hair. No, you got to cut it. You got to cut it, bro. You're looking like mighty greasy right now. Like he I just much a, older with the old. With the long he looks hair. forty something. Yeah. yeah, Jaylene Woodley is probably influencing this look. <laughs> I like it when you look like a tub of grease. <laughs> tub of grease. You look like an old boot. <laughs> Dang, He's you like, think right. he looks leathery? 
<laughs> I think he looks a little leather, leathery. Yeah. Leatherly. Yeah. A little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know about the, the longer, like it's definitely gotten longer than what, um, or it's, is it, what do you think? Is this as long as Tom Brady had in 2010? Cause that's what it's, we were kind of comparing it to, right? Like that 2010 Brady look when he won MVP. And he I think Brady long, looked long better. Year. I think Brady. Looked oh, for sure. Better. He was also younger. Uh, that's what I think. I think like it works when you're younger, like the whole like hair looking hair. No, I think, out no, long. I think it can look good when you're older. He just like, doesn't look like he like cares about his hair and dude, you're a millionaire. Put, put a little bit of product, put some like salt water spray into that thing. <laughs> just like something to give it some life. Like it just looks greasy and wet. Condition it. It's, it's just like stuck to his head. It's just kind of like going out during the games. You know, it's just kind of doing its own thing. And he's always wearing a beanie and stuff. He like, I feel yeah, like, like show, show us your locks, dude. If you're going to have them, have them. Yeah, for sure. Crazy. Yeah, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to grow my hair out again. I'll show you how it's done. Oh, for sure. Rodgers. For sure. Oh, man. Oh, you'd wipe the floor with them. Well, people, people like the long hair, man. I think it's going to come back. But the reason, the reason why you had to cut because they cut it too short, right? Oh, my God. I went. Yeah, I went to uh, – because yeah, when my hair is long, I go to the salon. When my hair is short, I go to the barber. It's uh-huh. just how it is. For sure. <laughs> when I went to this lady who's cut my hair a multitude of times, like she does a great job layering it when it's long. She makes it so it can continue to grow out and look good, gives it life, gives it volume. Yeah. One time she just decided, despite what I like asked for, I just asked for the regular. Just layer it, keep it long. She undercut me. And now I look like I had like a Karen Bob and it was one of the worst looks I've ever seen in my life. And I said, that's it. I went back to her. I was like, shave it. And she's like, what? I was like, shave it. And she put it at the, she put it at the wall and said, you asked for the, can I speak to your manager look, right? And I said, uh, no, (laughs) thanks, but no thanks. Can I talk to your manager? She said, I am the manager. And I said, cut it, shave it. Oh yeah. my god! So wait, how short? How uh, what's the length right now? Because it's been a while since that happened. Oh well, I mean, I've shaved like I've like had it like grow out ish, and then I just shave it again. Oh oh, you've been you've been uh, voluntarily doing that. Yeah, because then I was like, oh, I like the short hair. Remember, and then I told you I did the haircut and I got it cut too short. Yeah yeah no, that's what you were yeah. talking about just now, right? Uh, or is that a yeah, different I was time? About- Different time. I'm talking about the oh, original. Like, wow, a it's happened to you. Oh yeah, yeah, that was the ori- yeah, yeah, that's the original, original. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But then yeah. this time again, I didn't know what two was, and then he just went to two, and I was literally. Oh bald. yeah, you got yeah, you gotta um, you gotta those numbers they they can trip you up, especially if you don't because sometimes what happens is I'll I'll tell him a number, but then I'll feel too bad to like write the wrong. And I'll be like, so I'll be like, oh, can I, can we do a two? And then I'll like think like, I'll be like, do I want a two? But he's like already getting it out and it's like already buzzing <laughs> a little bit. And I'm like, do I tell him now? Do I tell him now? Do I tell and him now? And then you just sit and shame. And then I'm sitting and, he's, and I'm like, and then I'm like, oh, oh, it's starting. I can't tell him anymore. <laughs> it's like Glover. But usually like two on the sides has been what I've been going for. Cause like, it's not like too skin tight. Like one if you asked for a one, you'd be like, it'd be like skin tight. You would see scalp. Yeah. You but, see scalp with two. You see scalp. Uh, it de- two. I think it depends on the hair. Oh, okay. I feel like it depends on the hair. Um, For me, sometimes, like, most of the time, like, I think it's just like a nice layer and two is fine. Um, And I would usually, I like, I would usually start at a two. And if I wanted to go lower, I'd just be like, can we do a one on the sides rather than right right you know what i mean like because i know what a two looks like but now you know what a two looks like and you're like i don't i don't want that <laughs> two on top is too short two on top is too short on that's the top. too short two on the sides i think is the way to go yeah because then i looked like i was in full metal jacket like i <laughs> i should have been deploying to nam it was it was just yeah <laughs> anyway oh so back to the original reason that we we're talking about hair aaron Rodgers. um so somebody uh was mean to him and he got upset Basically, is the story. For, yeah, I mean that's a that's a pretty good synopsis. But uh, the person that was mean to him also apologized. So I also don't know. Like, I'm sorry for acting childish. Yeah, <laughs> I am deeply ashamed. My wife uh, has left me. <laughs> <laughs> My kids no longer respect me. Yeah, so he got uh, into uh, 
a little bit of a media beef with Hub Arkush, who is a sports writer in Chicago. And uh, Hub Arkush went on a radio station in Chicago and said he's now voting for Aaron Rodgers to be an MV- like to be MVP. He's got an AP vote. And the reason was he said, I, I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your team, your organization, and your fan base the way he did and be MVP. He said, has he been the most valuable on the field? Yeah, you could make that argument. But I don't think he's clearly that much more valuable than Jonathan Taylor or Cooper Cup or Tom Brady. So where from where I sit, uh, the rest of it, he's not going to be my choice. Uh, so he said, so he basically, like what people kind of stuck onto was, I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your team and be MVP. So, right, so that was the quote that kind of ran with all the the articles and then, you know, brought its way to uh, Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers called him a bum and said that the Associated Press should take this person's vote away. And then the AP, you know, made a, a statement and said, we're not taking his vote away, but he, the... The, the writer, uh, Arkush, said, uh, you know, he apologized, like we just said, and he uh, he said, I shouldn't have said that and everything, and this is my apology, full statement or whatever. I don't know. Well, do you think that he should have apologized? Uh, I mean, for... I, that's, that seems like a little bit of a strong-arming. I, I'm glad that they didn't take his vote away, but, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that he was the only one that felt... A little, uh, I'm just saying, disrespected by Aaron Rodgers' decision. I mean, yeah. So it is. It is one conversation. It's a separate conversation whether you think his his opinion should have, you know, I guess his opinion on Rodgers inf- should influence his vote on Rodgers this season. So that's an that's a conversation. But the separate yeah. one of him apologizing, um, I don't know. Then. It kind of like, did you really mean it? Like, like you know what I mean? Like, whenever you apologize, um, after some sort of backlash, like the I'm sorry, the 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 thought in your mind is like, well, you did say it, like, so what? Where does that stand now? Right? Like, (laughs) like you know what I mean? Like, it's out there in the open. I flew up. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, So. that's a separate conversation. I feel like I don't know if, if he really felt that way. Regardless of what people thought, he should have he should have kept that opinion. For me, for me, I don't. I wouldn't. I guess have have all the, have that influence it because um, even if if I guess if it influenced his play on the field more, right? Yeah, they lost the game that he ended up not going to. But I guess now that we have the spectrum of the whole season to look at. Um, he's also put him in the position of the number one seed. So uh, even if that like thought crossed my mind, I don't think it would make much of a difference that the way that the, the voter kind of, you know, painted the picture. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he's like, like it's his opinion, right? Like obviously it did affect something on the field for Rogers. Right, that's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> like, well, he did. He missed. I mean, he missed he the, missed game. the game. And this was a whole conversation that we had about how, you know, the deceit, the deception, and and you just you can't do that. Yeah, and I mean, and it had an impact on your team. It did, regardless. It did. Like, there's no. I don't think in my mind there's any debating that it had an impact on your team for sure. Would I would I dock him, um, for? Like, I guess in terms of, like, a thought process for, like, MVP ranking and stuff, probably not. Because, I guess, because the rest of the time that he played, he played at an MVP level, There, it didn't really affect the standing for the Packers. I say, if it affected, if that particular game, right, if they were one game off from, like, the playoffs or something, or, you know, winning the division, I'd probably be like, oh, yeah, that affected it. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's a game that they should have won and they didn't win because he wasn't on the field because of his situation, uh, not following protocols and and all that, right? Or, you know what I mean? Like, uh, not being able to play because of the protocols he was under. Right. So, right, right. 
but because he wasn't because it wasn't really an issue, I guess for the uh, for the for the breadth of the season, I'm not really gonna dock him anything. Like I still think he's one, if not two, in the voting. Depending on how you feel about Brady, depending on how you feel about like I think Cooper Cup should definitely be viewed more in this conversation. Um, but yeah, those are your four guys. It's Rogers, Brady, Taylor, Cup. Yeah. So I I'm honestly not going to be pissed about any one of them getting it. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't really care about this year's MVP as much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Right, I just, right. No, in a normal year, I, f- I probably would be like, Oh yeah, this guy, if he doesn't get it, I uh, like that shit. That's like a travesty. But overall, like, I feel like everyone has kind of had their flaws and faults this year. Like Brady's not like Brady, regardless of not being able to, uh, not, Hey, you know, being under that, you know, whole COVID thing. Um, he didn't play well in that Saints game. He 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 lost a couple of pieces and he totally like fell off the face of the earth on that game, right? So and you know what I mean? Like everyone's not like perfect in in this MVP scenario. So Rogers has his falls. Taylor, I don't know if uh if Derrick Henry were still playing, would we talk about Taylor the same way? And uh Cooper Cup, I mean, obviously, I feel like it's probably for his team and for the NFL, like I I don't know. I, I feel like he should be getting more more praise about his performances here. But honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't I wouldn't really care if you know Rogers got it, Rogers didn't get it. Uh eh. it is it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is, I guess. <laughs> well, Cest Lavai, as they say in France. <laughs> Alrighty, well, that just about does it. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. You've been listening to another episode of Amateur Hour. This is a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with... Trace. And we will see you next time. Peace. <laughs>